It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On What's Pirates. going on, everybody, and your welcome back to Pittsburgh Locked On Pirates, Pirates Podcast. Of on today's episode, Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I hope you're all having your a fabulous Monday. Every Even day. Even though the uh, Pittsburgh Pirates and the Pittsburgh Penguins both decided to lose yesterday. But... We're here anyways, of course, again with Mr. Gary Morgan of DK Pittsburgh Sports and Bucks in the Basement. Uh, today's episode, of course, is brought to you by BuiltBar.com. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On and get 15% off of your next order, meaning you could be an existing customer of the best protein bars on the market and still get a nice little discount and build your own 12-count box of their nine different flavors and their limited time flavors, but enough of Built Bar. We love them there, but we love Gary more. Gary, how are you doing today on this fabulous Monday? Uh, you know, better. Time has passed. I'm okay after everything that happened yesterday. So, yeah, and it's for me, I mean, to briefly talk about the Penguins as we were talking about before we got on here, it's just that game's not even close. If Tristan Jari just knows how to use his glove hand and not duck it high stick or high shots but you know uh the pirates of course yesterday lost four to one an interesting mitch keller start again he looked okay yesterday for the first time uh, again and i'm like i i still don't know what the jury is on mitch keller at this point among like pirates faithful like it's like for me as i'm kind of just like i'm just kind of accepting it as what it is is you're going to get one good start and like two bad starts to that one good start. So like a one step forward, two steps back thing. But how are you feeling about Mitch Keller? Well, I don't see it that way. Um, I think it's, it's really easy to pretend that it's every other game, but it's really not. You know, when you take them in stride, like the last game, he had a really, really strong first three innings blew up in the fourth. That exact same thing could have played out in, in yesterday's ball game. But instead, he put a foot down and struck out the side when he easily could have given up another run there. And uh, uh, pretty happy with his performance, really. The velocity was ticked up, 97, and he was controlling it. Um, Looks to me like it doesn't have any movement at all, though, which Mm -hmm. is a departure for him. He usually has a little bit of a tail. It looked really straight. Um, Over time, that's going to get him hammered if he's not careful. So... I'd suggest going back to the lab, but he was placing everything else. Change up coming in at 91 is a little fast. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if he has enough separation unless he's hitting 97. So he's really got to fine tune some things, but I think he's trending upward right now. And yeah. that's what you want with a prospect. And I, I think people always forget too, that he's still only 25. It's not like he's or like somewhere in that range. He's not very old. It's not like he's a 28-year-old pitcher, and at this point now it's like, oh, we have to make a decision on it. Mitch Keller's going to be here regardless. Like, that's just how it's going to be. They're going to fire the pitching coach before they get rid of Mitch Keller. That That's something that would pretty much be a given in my eyes, is they would not get rid of Mitch Keller unless something drastic happened. But then you look on the other side of the coin in terms of somebody that po- could possibly get traded in Adam Frazier, I mean, do you see the Pirates keeping Adam Frazier, who obviously as of late has looked absolutely amazing before the series? He had that 12-game hitting streak, and he currently leads the National League in hits right now, if I'm not mistaken. Do the he Pirates does. trade him now 
when he's at his peak, or do they keep him and use him as a good stopgap for Nick Gonzalez? I mean, the people that that think a good performance game in and game out leads to a, an automatic trade probably aren't really paying attention to Major yeah. League Baseball. Um, is it likely that he's gone at the deadline this year? Oh, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I think he's probably their biggest chip that's not named Tyler Anderson mm-hmm. but uh, or Rich Rod. Yeah. But uh, he's hitting like crazy right now, and there really is nobody pushing him. Um, Cole Tucker is, is your next real option to come up and play. He has shown nothing so far. It's only been a week and a half now. They've worked on his swing, but if he doesn't push, you, you could you could feasibly see them trying to sneak a, a short-term extension in on Adam Frazier maybe for a couple years to stem the tide. Yeah. Uh, do I think that's likely? No, because I, I think he's priced himself out of any kind of extension here at this point. Um, that said, if I'm them, I probably go into the offseason to make that trade. I just don't think they're going to get the value they want in season. Yeah, and, and that's kind of where I'm at with it, too, is you might as well just keep the guy for now. Because as you said, I mean, O'Neill Cruz is a project. He's not going to be coming up anytime soon. Nick Gonzalez is in low A. There's no way he makes the jump from low A to Major League Baseball in one year. It won't happen. He's in high and, A. but Or still. high A, yeah, yeah, not low A. They um, switched them this year. It's not your fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, <laughs> and then, I mean, Cole Tucker, yeah, sure. But as you said last year, what did Cole Tucker really show anyone to say, I can compete with a guy that's currently hitting over 300 leads the national league and hits and feasibly has been most of the pirates offense. If you look at the last couple of games, yeah, you had those two walk-off games. One of those walk-offs was because they basically tempted Gregory Polanco saying, we don't think you can hit a left-handed hitter. And he really didn't. He just hit the ball far enough with one out in the game left. And he was like, okay, well, all I have to do is smash this ball somewhere and I can win the game. And then Jacob Stallings all of a sudden became the greatest hitter in the history of the planet in the other game <laughs> and like hits the crazy walk-off. But outside of that, this offense has really struggled. I mean, it's really basically been Brian Reynolds and the Adam Frazier show. What do you, you mean, think would be kind of the idea that could turn the offense around? Um, getting Colin Moran and Brian Hayes healthy. That'll, that's, that'll definitely that's, do it. That's literally all there is. Uh, aside from that, this offense, and even with that, is going to mm-hmm. be expected to string hits together. And you're just not going to do that with two guys hitting. You're just not. And and Jacob Stallings, yeah, he's been very good. And what he's providing at the dish is is more than enough for, for what he provides defensively. But that, it's never going to play in on a regular basis to this lineup. Um, they just don't have anybody that – that is pitching in regularly enough that you can put them at the two hole and hope it works. Newman did okay. The other night, Mm -hmm. um, seen some positive signs from him, but you know, if you really want to talk about somebody that has an every other game approach, it's Kevin Newman. He has one where he's hitting the ball in the air to the right side. He has a game where he's drilling it into the ground to the left side. And today was one of those. Yeah, and I mean, it's realistic, like realistic expectations as of right now. I mean, the team's now 17 and 23. Is it feasible to think if they kind of coast and they're still in that range of being six games under 500 by the time June 3rd comes and you have Moran back hopefully by then? And then maybe Key Brian Hayes is finally ready to come back. I mean, 
could the Pirates flirt with being a like sub 500 team, like a little bit around that area, if those two come back and actually give a good influx to the offense? I mean, sure, they really could. Um, by the end of the year, though, I, I think they're going to be missing some pretty significant pieces. I really do. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, likely, probably not. Um, they're going into a couple rough series, right? You know, next yep. up with St. Louis and Atlanta. Um, it's going to be hard to come out of that, you know, not taking a little bit more of a hit on the record, to be honest. But um, we'll see. They're, they're holding their own. They're already ahead of pace, I would say, right now for what I thought they'd do. Yeah. So no complaints right now. Well, and I mean, of course, you go back to what most people said, and I remember even seeing some tweets about you saying like everybody needed to relax when the like team was one and six. The Reds were absolutely bashing them, and I think some people forget this team was over five hundred at one point. Yep. They were thirteen and twelve or twelve and eleven. I can't remember what the exact number was, but I mean, it's good again for development because you have to look at it from a certain standpoint that this team's not supposed to win right now, but they're winning games here and there against, I mean, now two times now, they've beaten the best team in baseball by record. They've beaten the Royals before. They beat yeah. the Giants now. They've already shown that they can beat the Cubs in a series. And the Padres, they split a series against San Diego, who's been kind of off and on because of injuries and stuff. But that's how, to me, that you build a team. And I personally, I've loved what Derek Shelton's been doing. He has some questionable things sometimes. But as far as like his overall like kind of season has gone so far, I think he's done pretty well. I think he's done pretty well too. He's definitely shown me more this year than he did last year. Mm -hmm. um, that said, you know, last year they were managing in a completely different way. So this year, I think, is the first time we're really getting a look at what he's trying to get accomplished uh, as a whole. I, I mean, if you're a traditionalist, it's really difficult to get behind what they're doing with the pitching staff. Yeah, but it really is happening all over baseball to a different degree. Um, the Cardinals, for instance, have have sent down and called back up Oviedo, their Oviedo, mm -hmm. uh, four or five times now. They're doing exactly what the Pirates are doing with Yahure and and some of the other relievers. So um, it's it's pretty standard fare right now. I think Major League Baseball as a whole is overreacting to how pitchers are are going to deal with this season, mm -hmm. but. Uh, better safe than sorry and that's really the only question mark i've had is when you pull people when you don't pull people yeah like the yahure game the other day i mean he had one hit through five innings and then they said okay you're done and i think a lot of people were kind of like wait a second you don't want him to just keep this ball rolling a little bit but i also yeah. don't think they understood why it was done like well, I think his answer was a little weird too to yeah that. i mean shelton was asked about that after the game and his answer was a little weird to me you know um they considered it short rest for him, even though he's in part of a six game rotation in the minor leagues. Mm -hmm. um, he probably could have gone another if they, if they were being a hundred percent truthful with us, but um, it is what it is. You know, five good innings from that kid is, is great. Yeah. And I mean, going back again, we talked about it last week with these trades, every good start that you has that Jamison Talion trade continues to look better. I mean, and that's what you want to see out of Ben Charrington is are these trades actually going to be good in the long haul? And so far, I mean, you look at how the minors are going again, and I know the minor league season just started, but a lot of these guys that are like kind of bigger prospects in the system have absolutely been killing it in the minors. 
Like, I mean, it's almost, I would say a couple, but then I'd have to go like this long into what they've yeah, done. Yeah. And I know you as well. And I'm also still on the train with you. I've been hearing the Travis Swaggerty stuff over and over again. Like he keeps hitting a home run like once every three days and stuff. I'm still like, hold your horses on that though. Yeah. He does not he just hit another one. Yet. He just hit another one today. Um, yeah. It, the home runs are great. His average yeah. is terrible right now. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think like we just we're seeing it with Will Craig right now. Mm-hmm. You know, he came up, he's done all right. He's held his own. He's playing great defense. He's had a few base hits, a home run. Good for him. Um, it's a nice shot for him. I, do I think he's going to stick? No, I absolutely don't think he's going to stick um, in any way, shape, or form. But hey, you know, you got to start trying these guys at some point. You've got them for some reason. You're keeping them around yeah. for something. You might as well try them out. That's what we're going to see the rest of this year, I think. They're going to start burning through some of these guys that are starting to get that reputation of being a quad A player mm-hmm. and figure it out because you can't protect them all. And uh, they have they have a lot of people to add next year. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I know it's also very funny to ask this now, but, like, as far as free – and this is, like, months from now. Like, this is talking even into 2022's calendar year. But what could you realistically see Ben Charrington doing in the offseason with, like, based on what could happen or, like, if things kind of stand pat? Like, what could you see him kind of formulate as an offseason plan going into 2022, assuming the Pirates stay on schedule and don't really, like, do anything nuts and make the playoffs or whatever? I mean, I would assume by the time we go into 2022, we'll have – a better idea of what he deems the core to be, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, I think mostly everybody that can be traded will be traded by this offseason. Um, the people that they don't trade, they're probably planning on them being there through whatever their perceived window would be. Um, Colin Moran might be an exception to that. Mm-hmm. I, I could see them playing his contract out. We'll see how it goes. But um, He'll make a few more moves. He will. He'll, he'll trade some more assets, and, and he'll bring some more in, just like he did this time. He'll find another Tyler Anderson type. He'll find, hopefully, a real outfielder. Mm-hmm. I'd rather see them go that route. They, they do yeah. have Ben Gamble on the hook through next year. So if he does anything mm-hmm. this year, you know, that, that's a piece they can, they can hold on to. But like him or hate him, Polanco is gone. And yeah, they, phew, they got to do something. <laughs> they yeah, need I was gonna say, at outfielders. That point, what are you really working with? You're working with maybe, I mean, I don't think you really want to go into 2022 with your outfield set up being Reynolds, Kai Tom, maybe Anthony Alford or Dustin Fowler again, and Ben Gamble. Like that's not uh, exactly something you really want to go into. Swaggerty to me is a for sure in yeah. 2022. In 2022. Um, he'll be here. I, I'd be shocked if he didn't make it up. Uh, this September, yeah, but keep in mind too, September call ups changed. Um, it's at, two now, right? Yeah, you can only pull up two guys now, so it's not like it used to be. And most of the time, that ends up being pitchers, mm-hmm. especially with this team. I mean, that yeah. seems to be what they love to do. I would so. assume it'll be probably Yahure and then who's another pitcher in there that you could throw in there, like a Cody Bolton, maybe. No, Cody Bolton, is, I doubt he'll. Mark. I doubt he'll make it. First, he was he was scheduled to start in Double A, and now he's on the sixty day. Okay. With the MCL tear, so he I mean he's going to be out for a minute. 
I doubt you'll see him even advance this season. Yeah. Um, but Yahure is, is a good bet. Uh, I would think he'll probably already be here due to some trades before mm-hmm. then. Um, but yeah, he's he's one that would definitely be on the list if if not, and probably a reliever. Hartley comes to mind, somebody like that. And they also um, have um, Jose Soriano coming back pretty soon, right? Yep. Which is probably going to send Will Crow back down. Um, they got Chad Cole coming back at some point. Stephen Brault. Stephen Brault, Cabrian Hayes, Colin Moran. There's going to be a lot of movement on this roster. And I don't know. To predict what's going to happen in 2022, I'd almost need to know what happens at the trade deadline this year. Because yeah. um, it, it, a lot of these guys that are on that list, mm-hmm. they're definitely on the list for the offseason too. So yeah. who knows? And that's where I also asked this question, and I've asked this to some other people that are Pirates fans, is could this rebuild actually take a hit if you don't trade Tyler Anderson, like if you don't make that move for some odd reason, like could that be kind of detrimental if you don't get anything for it? I mean, detrimental is a tough way to put it. Probably not. Um, The way he's pitching right now, if you didn't get offered anything good enough, you probably are going to be in line for a comp pick. Yeah. So that's not the end of the world either, is it? I mean, so I I don't know. I think they'll probably trade him. There's always takers for starting pitching, especially good starting pitching. Yeah. So this isn't like last year where they couldn't find anybody to take Derek Holland. This is somebody yeah. that's actually performing. So they've got a good shot at moving him. Who um, do you think the biggest trade partners for Anderson will or should be? Uh, whoever gets the most injuries. <laughs> I mean, that's a good way of looking at it. He's go- he's going to go to a contender. Um, I heard people talking about the Dodgers right away when Dustin May got hurt, but they're not going to make a knee jerk reaction trade like that right now, especially since they still have five starters. Yeah. Now if Clayton Kershaw. Go- yeah. Then. Now if Clayton Kershaw gets hurt, okay. But when you can have Dustin May get injured and pull Julio Urias out of your bullpen, um, yeah. you don't need Tyler Anderson. You know what I mean? No. Um, I could see the Padres. They they have made a lot of moves this offseason mm-hmm. and did not deplete their system, which is crazy. Um, yeah. So they still got some chips. If they feel like they need another pitcher, I wouldn't be shocked to see them come after a Tyler Anderson Um you know, there, there's any number of teams, but it would have to be a contender. I don't think anybody, nobody's, nobody that's out of it is going to go after somebody like that. Yeah. And um, it was funny because I had Ben Kaspik of Locked on Giants last week on the uh, podcast. It was actually the past episode on Friday. I said, why not the Giants? They have a lot of good pitching right now, but you never know what happens. I mean, he's already familiar with that organization because that's where he used to play. And with the kind of like record they're at right now, if they eventually get to a certain point and say, hey, let's do it. One place, too, that I also said, ironically, was the New York Mets, just because, I mean, you watch that team. That team is an enigma to baseball. I don't care what anybody says. They are the weirdest team that you could ever watch step on a baseball field because Jacob DeGrom could go out there and throw 12 innings of shutout baseball and they'd somehow still find a way to lose. And, I'm, and it's just wild to watch them play. 
They have a terrible, terrible lineup. They, yeah. That looks so good on paper. Yeah. They just never, ever time everything up together. Uh, the Giants are an interesting point, but I have to imagine the Giants themselves probably see themselves as a fraud. Yeah. I mean, they can't honestly think they're going to hang in with the Dodgers and, and the, the Padres all season long. I have to think the war of attrition will catch up with them. Um, Buster Posey is playing MVP baseball right now. Yeah. Does he do that all season? And if he does, who does it with him? Because they just don't have anybody else. That I mean, Brandon Belt's been on and off the IL all season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I don't see it with the Giants. I don't think they have enough offense. So I'm not sure pitching is what they'd be looking for. And I'm also um, still in the NL Central. Also, now that we're kind of just talking about baseball in general, I mean, I'm still monitoring this Cubs situation. Like every week, I like every time we talk, I'm like, where are the Cubs at in standings right now? They've been kind of at three and four, like ever since we really started the segment and stuff. Yeah. I'm really monitoring what they do because do they actually decide to just blow everything up and be done with it? Or do they actually just resign everybody and stand pat? Like it's, it's really like one of the biggest questions of the season that nobody's really talking about. I truly don't think it's an option for them to resign everybody. I don't think that they have that in them. Yeah. Um, I know Chris Bryant won't for sure. He, he definitely wants to explore being a free agent. And he's probably going to be just about the biggest trade ship there is out there this, yeah. this uh, deadline. Somebody's going to want him, and he can play all over the place. And they are doing that. They're playing him all over the place. They had him in yep. center field the other day. The guy is moving all over the diamond, and he, he's killing it right now at the plate. Mm-hmm. Um, Contreras has an, another year. They're going to have to make a decision on him. I I just – Javi Baez already turned down an extension. You know, Rizzo's got back problems. He's not hitting. You know, I, I think they're going to clean house. They just don't have any pitching, and they don't have any pitching coming. Yeah. Is, well, is really why. It's kind of what happens when you trade you Darvish. I mean, because you didn't want to pay the guy. You did have pitching. You had you Darvish. And then they were like, eh, well, we don't want to pay him. So let's go ahead and trade him. And I mean, that's the thing with me, too, is you talked about trade chips at the deadline. You already mentioned Chris Bryant. Obviously, the Trevor Story thing is going to be insane to watch because, I mean, what do the Rockies do in that situation? It's going to be a Nolan Arenado 2.0 kind of trade again. Yep. And it's like, I mean, who is the worst setup team in baseball right now in terms of like the next couple years? Well, it's hard to say the Cubs because the Cubs have the money to buy themselves out of it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I can't sit here and tell you the Cubs are going to be down for long. Mm-hmm. They, they can afford to buy pitching and, and they yeah. can get enough prospects from what they're going to have to sell off. Um, they've done this before. Uh, as long as they stick with, and I know he's not there anymore, but as long as they stick with the Epstein way of doing things, mm-hmm. they'll find their way through it. Um, I, I think the worst setup teams are, boy, I'd say the, the, Nas- Nationals. the Nationals got to yeah. be. Get, yeah, there you go. The Nationals got to be getting pretty close because what they do have is aging. Max Scherzer is rumored to be on the block this year at the deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we talk about Tyler Anderson's value. That's true. But if Max Scherzer's on the block too, that means that trade won't happen until 
the night of the deadline, you know, (laughs) and it'll be whoever loses out on the Scherzer sweepstakes. Yep. And uh, they won't be alone either. There's going to be a lot of people going after things like that. And it's interesting times. It's probably a little premature because uh, anything could happen, you know, at this point. I mean, yeah, the Nationals are only three and a half games out of first place. They could easily win two series and be in first place in the NL East all of a sudden. They absolutely could. But if they hold on to Scherzer, they're very much so in comp pick territory as well. And is that enough for for what you could get for him? Probably not. It's not the same conversation as letting Tyler Anderson lock. Yeah. You know? But uh, any other final thoughts on baseball, Pirates, Penguins, anything Pittsburgh, anything like that's going on in your sports mind today, Mr. Gary Morgan? I mean, really just uh, watching the offense has been difficult mm-hmm. this this past uh, few weeks. And we keep waiting for a couple guys to come back. And I do expect that to help. But the league has been struggling to hit the baseball this year. So pitchers are really cleaning up right now i mean you got major league baseball starting to scramble talking about moving the mound back so um they i don't think they're going to go that far but the pirates aren't the only ones struggling to hit the baseball and uh it's a weird time right now oh yeah and i mean i it kind of goes back into the whole did they change the ball in the off season again well they said they did they admitted uh, well, they, they did. did. Yeah, they yeah. did. And it's like, how do they tool with it? How, what's going on? Because it seems like there's a lot of balls getting hit really hard that just aren't going anywhere. Dying and, on the warning track. Yeah, right. it, it's it's interesting. But once again, Gary, thank you so much for coming on the podcast every Monday. We really appreciate it. As always, of course, for everybody tuning in today, you can follow me at Locked on Pirates on Twitter or at MVP underscore Ethan. Gary, where can they follow you? Uh, Twitter, GaryMo2007. Uh, you can catch my uh, fan forum podcast on DK Pittsburgh Sports. It's available anywhere for free. I'm doing uh, Penguins, Pirates, soon to do Steelers for them. Um, and Inside the Bucks Basement is where I write about the Pirates. That's it. And of course, uh, everything going on in sports today, by the way, we saw last night the NBA, playoff, or NBA playoffs are set. The NHL playoffs are in full swing, rookie training camps, baseball, pretty much a lot of going on in sports. You can check all that out on the Locked On Today podcast with host Peter Bukowski. Please go give him some love because he's a Packers fan and we don't know what the hell is happening with Aaron Rodgers. And thank you guys so much for tuning in today, and I will be back with you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.